Tales from the Soggy Doggy Coffee Shop, Episode 1. Take yourself out on a walk, yeah, you need to unwind. A bit around the block, there's a place you will find. If you go, you will know this is where you want to stop. These are the tales from the Soggy Doggy Coffee Shop. These are the tales from the Soggy Doggy Coffee Shop. And, ha! Woof! Roland, really? Be careful, will ya? I don't think Thelma wants you juggling her good coffee mugs like that. Four coffee mugs and one squeaky rubber doggy toy, JR. Kind of cool, right? Now, once behind the back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, Roland, why? Okay, are... now, do you see that carton of eggs I put on your table, JR? What? These eggs here? Yeah, toss one of those eggs to me. Then you'll really see something. Roland. I'm not going to throw a raw egg here in Thelma's coffee shop. Oh, it'll be fine, JR. I've been practicing like all day. Thelma's not going to like this, Roland. It'll be fine. Go ahead. Well, all right. Ready? Ready. Oh, oh well, okay. Um, just try again, but this time throw the egg a little higher. Higher this time? Yeah, just a little higher. <sighs> if you say so, here you go. Oh, okay, well, that was maybe a little too high. Roland, you have dropped two raw eggs on Thelma's clean floor. Why don't you put down the coffee mugs and the doggy toy and tell me why you No, we really, I can do this, JR. Uh, just try one more egg, okay? Uh, toss it nice and easy. Oh, fine, Roland. Here it comes. And... <laughs> Do you see this, JR? Do you? Four coffee mugs, one squeaky rubber doggy toy, and one raw egg. You've got to admit, you've never seen a dog juggle quite like Hey, watch out. No, it's okay. I've still got the whoa. Oh, oh dear. Roland! Hmm. What have you done to my coffee mugs? Whose idea was this? Oh, I'm really sorry, Thelma. I was and just... And are those eggs? Why are there broken eggs on my coffee shop floor, Roland? I'll clean this up right away, Thelma, really. Oh, you most certainly will clean this up. There's a mop in the back room. Open a coffee shop, they said. It'll be fun, they said. You really made a mess here, buddy. Yeah, I guess I did. Oh, but what did you think? Have you ever seen a dog juggle like that before? No, Roland, I haven't. But... Why were you showing me that here in the Soggy Doggy Coffee Shop? Well, because I heard you were making a podcast, JR. You heard about that? Yeah, and I think it's great, a dog making a podcast. So I wanted to help out. I thought maybe I could be in your podcast. By juggling. Right. Well, you want your podcast to be entertaining, don't you? What's more entertaining than a dog juggling? Roland, do you know what a podcast is? Well, sure I do. It's a... Okay, no, I don't know exactly what a podcast is. A podcast is for listening to. No one would actually be able to see you. They just have to take my word for it that you're a dog juggling here in a coffee shop that's run by another dog. Oh, you mean Thelma. Exactly. They wouldn't even know I'm a dog and that every customer here in this coffee shop is a dog unless I tell them. Oh, so no juggling, huh? Probably not. Well, okay. Oh, so what's your podcast going to be about? Poetry. Po poetry? Oh. What do you mean, oh? 
Do you know what poetry is, Roland? Uh, sure. Poetry is when people write about love and springtime and mushy things like that. What? Roland, poetry can be about anything. Anything at all. Anything? Sure. It doesn't have to be about mushy things. I mean, here, look at this poem by Valerie Worth. It's a poem about a tractor. You can write a poem about a tractor? Yep. And in her poem, Valerie Worth compares a tractor to a grasshopper. That's ridiculous, JR. A tractor is nothing like a grasshopper. Oh, but it is, Roland. And when you read her poem, it all makes sense why a tractor is like a grasshopper. That's the job of a poem, to help the reader look at things differently. Look at things differently? Uh-huh. Oh, like when you're standing on your head and everything's upside down. Because instead of juggling, I could stand on my head for your podcast, JR. Here, here, we'll move the table and then these chairs. And the, okay, now Roland, watch. No, I'll just, roll, and then if I'm up, oh. Roland, quit destroying my coffee shop. Uh, sorry, Thelma. Roland, when I said poems can help the reader look at things differently, I didn't mean looking upside down. I mean, a poem can help the reader think about things in a new way. Oh, like comparing a tractor to a grasshopper. Exactly. And poets love to play with words. They choose each word carefully so their poem will deliver exactly the right message. Deliver messages? Oh, dear. Oh, look how late it is. I need to get back to work. You haven't finished delivering the mail yet? Uh, not quite. I stopped in to juggle for you and then, oh, I'd better go. See you later, JR. Oh, and good luck with the podcast. Roland, what about... Oh, hi, Thelma. Did Roland just leave? Yep. Without cleaning up this mess? Sure looks like it. Hmm. So you said the mop is in the back room? Yep. I'll get right to work. I'd appreciate that, JR. <sighs> Coming to you live from the Walt Whitman Theater in wonderful Walla Walla, Washington, it's everyone's favorite game show. Name that poet! And here he is, your host, my landlord, Tony Stanza! (laughs) Thanks everyone, thanks. Welcome once again to Name That Poet, the show that is not so hard if you know you're barred. I'm Tony Stanza. Let's meet our contestants. Contestant number one hails from Detroit, Michigan. Give it up for Anna Mata... Matopia? Am I saying that right, Anna? Very close, Tony. It's pronounced Matopia. Oh, well, well, tell us about yourself, Anna. Of course, Tony. I'm the Associate Professor of Modern Poetic Studies at a very important university. That's terrific, Anna. Oh, or should I call you Dr. Matopia? Only if you're one of my undergrad students, Tony. (laughs) (laughs) And contestant number two comes from West Mifflin, Pennsylvania. Give a warm welcome to Al Agori. Hi, Tony. Tell us about yourself, Al. Well, I'm the head cataloging librarian at the Sylvia Plath Poetry Pavilion in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Fascinating. And And that's an all poetry library? That's right, Tony. The only books we have in our library are poetry books. I spend eight hours every day just studying and cataloging poetry books. Then you're in the right place, Al. I sure hope so, Tony. And finally, contestant number three comes to us from Maple Heights, Ohio. Put your hands together for Mike Heidenweisen. Oh, hi, Tony. Tell us about yourself, Mike. Well, I own a motorcycle repair shop in downtown Cleveland, Tony. 
Um, that's that's great, Mike. Um, anything else? Well, I uh, I like pancakes. Pancakes? Yeah, I like pancakes. I like pancakes a lot. Buttermilk pancakes, sourdough pancakes, buckwheat pancakes with blueberry syrup. Mm. Um, but, but you must know a lot about poetry too, right? You're on Name That Poet, so you um, must oh. know. <laughs> no, not me, Tony. I, I don't really get into poetry. I'm just here because I, I want to win a new dishwasher. Yeah, my old dishwasher up and died last week. Pretty sad. Oh. Yeah, so, you know, fingers crossed and everything for that new dishwasher. Right, okay then. Well, contestants, hands over your buzzers. Let's begin. First question, who wrote the 130-line narrative poem, Paul Revere's Ride? Yes, Mike. Huh? Well, Mike, you just rang your buzzer. Oh, oh, is that what this is? Yep, yep, Mike, that, that red button, that, there is your, is your buzzer, Mike. If you just stop pushing, <laughs> just stop pushing your button there, oh, oh, please. Oh, <laughs> yeah, sorry, Tony. And, and do you have an answer for us, Mike? Oh, well, um, could, could you maybe repeat the question, sure, Tony? Sure, sure. Um, who wrote the 130-line narrative poem, Paul Revere's Ride? And I'll give you a clue. The poem begins... Listen, my children, and you shall hear of the midnight ride of Paul Revere. And it's 130 lines long? That's right. Wow. That's a long fellow. That is absolutely correct, Mike. Paul Revere's ride was written by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. Well done. You have 20 points. Oh, hey, cool. Here's the next question. Who wrote the poem Grease? that begins, the sea was sapphire colored and the sky burned like a heated opal through the air. Yes, Mike. Huh? Oh, oh, sorry. D- did I push my buzzer again? Uh, it sure looks like it, Mike. Oh, <laughs> oopsies. Ah, I was eating these pancakes. I must have set my plate down on the buzzer. <laughs> ah, sorry. What, what was the question again? Well, who wrote the poem Grease? That begins, the sea was sapphire-colored, and the sky burned like a heated opal through the air. And and those are the first lines of the poem? Yeah, they sure are. Wow, that's wild. Well done, Mike. Oscar Wilde is correct. You now have a commanding lead with 40 points. 40 points? Is my buzzer working? Tony, I'm not sure my buzzer is working. Uh, Dr. Matapia, you're... Doctor, your your buzzer is working just fine. Doctor, if you could just, um, if we could just continue. All right, but I really thought I'd be better at this game. Yes, well, let's let's move along. Here's question number three. Who wrote the poem "Mix a Pancake"? That, yes, Mike. That'd be Christina Rossetti, Tony. That is absolutely correct. Yeah, should I recite it for you? No, that's not really necessary, Mike. Mix a pancake by Christina Rossetti. Mix a pancake, stir a pancake, pop it in the pan. Fry the pancake, toss the pancake, catch it if you can. (laughs) Now, I thought you said you didn't know anything about poetry, Mike. Well, I don't know much about poetry, but I know a whole lot about pancakes. And it looks like that's all the time we have for today. (laughs) Join us next... 
I didn't get to answer any questions. Well, I didn't answer any questions either. Could you maybe ask something about Langston Hughes, Tony? I know a lot about Langston Hughes. Oh, did, did I win something? Sorry, sorry, that's, that's, that's all the time we have. Just uh, you know, join us next week for another exciting episode of Hey, Russ, could someone see about getting a new dishwasher for Mike here? I flew all the way out here. This is ridiculous. I'm going back to the hotel. Hi, Mr. Russell. Hi. What are you doing, Mr. Russell? Huh? Oh, hi, um... Henry. My name is Henry, Mr. Russell. Right. Henry. It's nice to see you, Henry. What are you doing, Mr. Russell? Well, I'm making a podcast, Henry. You see, a podcast is where... Oh, I know all about podcasts, Mr. Russell. It's like a show, right? Yeah, a podcast is a little like a show. Oh, what kind of a podcast, Mr. Russell? There's game show podcasts, and there's storytelling podcasts, and there's podcasts that have special guests. What kind of a podcast are you making, Mr. Russell? Well, I'm not really sure yet, kid. It will have something to do with poetry, I think. Poetry is a good idea for a podcast, Mr. Russell. And it'll have music, right? Podcasts should have music. Well, I'm not sure my podcast will have music, Henry. Oh, it has to have music, Mr. Russell. Well, a podcast doesn't have to. No, it really has to have music, Mr. Russell. And I can help, see? Oh, that's a nice ukulele you have there, Henry. Oh, it's pronounced ukulele, Mr. Russell. Ukulele. But, yeah, I have one of my very own. And I can play it. And I could write songs for your podcast. And then I could sing the songs on your podcast. And then you'd have music on your podcast, Mr. Russell. Well, that's a nice idea, Henry. Great. So what kind of a song should I write for you, Mr. Russell? What kind of song? Yeah, what kind? I mean, what are you talking about on your show today? I could write a song about that. Well, today I thought we'd just talk about poetry and what it is and why people write poetry. And why people read poetry. I I haven't really figured it all out yet. Well, that's great, Mr. Russell. That's really great. So I'll go write a song about all those things you said. And then I'll sing the song on your podcast, Mr. Russell. See you soon, Mr. Russell. Um, yeah, see you soon, kid. From my favorite corner table at the Soggy Doggy Coffee Shop, this is Eric Odie with this episode's special guest, author, educator, and award-winning poet, Janet Wong. Janet, I'm so glad you could join us, and uh, welcome to the Soggy Doggy Coffee Shop. Thank you, Eric. I'm so happy to be here. Let's start this way. I was over at your, at your website, and, uh, and on the first page of your website, you've got a message of just try. And, and, uh, and I love that message of the just try. What made you decide that that would be the greeting you wanted to give your visitors? Well, I've met so many people who have ideas for stories, ideas for books, and they say, someday I want to write this, but I'm worried that what I write won't turn out the way I want it to turn out. So my message is don't wait. Do it right now. Just try. That is perfect. Thank you. Yeah, I give the students a, a lot of that same message there, just jumping in. When you are working with students, and you work with students a lot, you get into the schools, and how, how do you answer the question of what is poetry? Oh, that's such a hard thing to answer. Poetry, poetry is words to a song. It's a picture in words. Um, poetry is a piece of writing that helps us explore who we are. It helps us to really get to know ourselves and other people. Um, 
I think the thing that really defines poetry, though, is that it's short. A poem can be as short as two words. It's like a snack. It's instant energy for your mind. So when you're writing poetry, do you have an, an approach for writing poetry or do you have a place you like to go or do you have a, a way of collecting and selecting your thoughts? Well, my approach is lots of drafts, lots of drafts. Just get something down, anything, just empty your mind, get some words down on paper and look at whatever you write as a starting point. Hey, so let's share some poems of, of yours. Would you do that? You know, why don't we do a, a, a reading together of a poem from Great Morning poems for school leaders to read aloud. I would love that. Do you have a poem in mind? I do. There's a poem called Scary Territory that sure. I wrote. This is Scary Territory by me, Janet Wong. It can be scary saying sorry. Will or won't they believe your story? And of course, you're going to worry. If saying sorry works. Saying sorry takes some courage. Saying sorry takes some guts. It definitely isn't fun to sit down and discuss how you should have acted, what you could have said, but this very scary territory is mainly in your head. Nice. Hey, that was fun. Yeah, it was fun. You know, um, poetry reading can be kind of like a game. And actually, poetry writing can also be kind of like a game. You should have fun with it. Right. I have to ask you, by the way, I have a copy of Twist sitting here next to me. And tell me, how did you decide to write a collection of yoga poems for kids? Well, I had already done two books that were illustrated by Julie Pashkis, a super talented artist. And Julie loves yoga. And I wanted to write a book that would be a gift for her. Here's a poem, Down Dog, that's super short, super short. Count the words. Okay. Down is to dog as up is to bird. Dog starts each morning bow-wowing. That's How it. many words did you I, get? I, I think I got 14, not counting the title. That's right, 14 words. I always, I like the thought of, of poems um, holding a surprise. It gives me something I wasn't expecting, or it gives me a new way of looking at, at something that I hadn't thought of before, but maybe is really obvious when I stop and think about it. Lots of times, lots of times when I'm going through the multiple drafts, when I finally settle on a final draft, it's because I found a last line that has a little bit of a, of, of a zinger to it, right? A last line that makes you laugh or makes you think about something in a different way or offers a surprise. Exactly. Um, I know that our program is coming to an end. Can I read a little bit from my book, You Have to Write? Yes, would you do that? I, I will. Who else can say what you have seen? Who else can tell your stories and the stories of your mother and your father and your grandmother and grandfather and uncles and aunts and cousins and your dog and your cat and the fish you wish you had. No one else can say what you have seen and heard and felt today. But if you tell us well, very well, your stories will seem like our own. That's perfect. Janet, thank you. I can't think of a better way to, uh, to end this, this little time together. Thank you so much. Thank you, Eric. I really enjoyed spending time with you. 
Okay, here are your two 16-ounce mochas and a liver and onion biscotti. You two have a nice day. Oh, hi, JR. What can I get for you? Hi, Thelma. I was wondering about those scones there. Are those raisin or, hmm, are they blackberry? Oh, sorry, JR. Let me just grab this phone call real quick. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Soggy Doggy Coffee Shop, this is Thelma. Oh, hi, Mama. It's nice of you to call. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Mama, it's sort of hard to hear you. Why does it sound so windy? You're in Nepal. What are you doing in Nepal, Mama? You won the trip in a poetry contest? Mama, I didn't even know you write poetry. No, sure, I understand anyone can write poetry. And Yes, I know I suggested you find new things to do, but I just didn't know you... And you're riding on a yak in the Himalayan mountains. Well, yes, I'm sure that could make a good poem, Mama. No, I'm not really sure what rhymes with Himalayas. Um, Mama, I have to get back to work. I have customers. What's that? I should try writing poetry, too. Because poetry can bring people or dogs together. You're absolutely right, Mama. Okay, maybe I will try writing poetry, but right now I have customers. I love you too, Mama. Bye. Sorry about that, JR. Now what can I get you? She's writing a yak? That's my Mama. Wow. (laughs) Yep. My name is Grace, and this is my poem, Monsters. I hope you like it. There's a monster in the closet. Why can't the grown-ups see? He is always there, peering out at me. There's one under the bed, but this one's different, though. It likes to eat the other sock. I know that's where they go. There's a monster in the toy box. He makes so much noise. How am I supposed to sleep when he's playing with my toys? There are monsters all around, and I'm afraid to go to sleep. I don't get why the grown-ups won't just listen to me. Mom and Dad won't listen. I'll have to be brave. And tell those scary monsters, no, you just go away. Now it's finally over. I have no more fear. It seems those not-so-scary monsters have finally disappeared. Hi, Mr. Russell. Hi! I'm ready with your song, Mr. Russell. Oh, um... Hi, Henry. So you wrote a song for the podcast? I sure did, Mr. Russell. It's a song about poems and what poems are. Well, that's great. But I think it's really hard to describe what a poem is, Mr. Russell. It's a lot harder than I thought it would be. I think so too, Henry. But should I sing it for you, Mr. Russell? My song? Should I sing it? Well, sure, I guess so. What's your song called? It's called... A poem might make you say, ooh. Might make you say, ew? No, not ew, Mr. Russell. Ooh, you know, ooh. Oh, ooh. Right, ooh, not ill. Got it. So, should I sing it now, Mr. Russell? I think you should. Okay, great, here it goes. A poem might make you say, ooh. Yes, that's what some poems are meant to do. They might make you think of things you never thought about. Take the things you thought you knew and turn them inside out. That's what a poem might do. 
A poem might make you say ooh. A poem might make you say wow. Wow. Turn on a light inside your head, but you won't know how. Grab your big imagination and it won't let go. Like a high wire stunt flyer circus show. And the acrobats are taking a bow. A poem might make you say wow. Well, what did you think, Mr. Russell? Wow, Henry. Really, Mr. Russell? Really, Henry. Your song is a wow. Gee, thanks, Mr. Russell. See you soon, Mr. Russell. Yep. See you soon, kid. Hi, this is Eric Odie. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Tales from the Soggy Doggy Coffee Shop. Consider leaving us a review on iTunes and then stop by our website, SoggyDoggyCoffeeShop.com. You can learn about the many wonderful people involved in making this series come together, including our special guests. You can find information about how you can help support this podcast series. And you can send us a message. We'd love to hear from you. Tales from the Soggy Doggy Coffee Shop is a production of Deep Rooted Music. 